between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim shine forth. Father, because you have answered our prayers. Father, we thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So I welcome everyone here tonight. Just say hello to your neighbor. Neighbor, neighbor. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Uh, it's a it's a wonderful time. Again, I hope we're all, ha- we're all happy to be here. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, in my heart, I'm just uh, looking for. Where to start? But I, I'll just start from today, immediately, uh, from the text for the convention. We'll just go from there and see how the Lord will lead us. Amen. Uh, before before then, I just wanted to also mention. Even I know, you know on Saturday we we're, we're dealing with uh, the issue of uh, meekness in uh, identifying um, the things which are within the heart that are hidden, uh, being able to come into the meekness of heart to be able to to surrender to God and know that we're in need of help. Amen. I uh, just wanted to balance that a bit because I know, you know some people will not be thinking, uh, does that mean that when evil thoughts are coming to our mind, we should not, uh, uh, we should accept it? And no, that's not what we are saying. Okay, it's, in, it's in relation to um, after you have actually uh, stopped that thought. You don't sweep it under the, the carpet. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is the, the meekness, is more of the meekness there to identify that ah, this kind of thing can still come out of the heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that doesn't mean you continue now saying, okay, um, you continue in the thought of envy or hatred or all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. No, uh, what you put a stop to, what you, what you uh, accept is the wickedness in the heart. You understand that it is there. And that you have to uh, surrender to God in meekness to address the flesh. Mm. Amen. Amen. Uh, just to balance that a bit. Amen. And tonight, uh, I'm just going to read from the text. Uh, let's open to First Corinthians chapter 12. And I'll read from verse uh, 29. Then I'll read to chapter 14, verse 1. Uh, slightly, it's not even that long, it's just a, a short reading. Amen. Amen. It says, uh, <clears throat> uh, and I'm glad to do that today is going to be um, fairly okay. Amen. Amen. So let's just read uh, from verse 29. It says, Are all apostles, are all prophets, are all teachers, are all workers of miracles? Of all the gifts of healing, do all speak with tongue, do all interpret, so, but covet earnestly the best gift. And yet, shew I unto you 
a more excellent way. Though I speak with the tongue of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Charity suffereth long and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunted not itself, is not puffed up, doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not our own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil, rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth, beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongue, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face, now I know in part. But then shall I know even as also I am known. Now said in chapter 13, sorry, verse 13, said, and now abideth faith, hope, uh, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. Then follow after charity and desire spiritual gift, but rather that ye may prophesy. Amen. Amen. Um, this is our text, and we'll be reading uh, from just the background for the theme for the convention. Amen. And we can see that over, just over time, as Evan has been speaking and granting us mercy, they've been opening the scriptures for us gradually. Uh, they began to talk to us about, uh, you know, inheritance, the way, even into the inheritance. And we know that the inheritance is God. Um, uh, the end of our inheritance is actually when we've come to charity. Amen. And God began to make us to understand or open our mind that charity is not something we can easily access because charity is, is, a, is an exclusive reserve. It's a, it's a thing that God has kept um, that no man can just come and see because Charity in itself is not something a natural mind can comprehend. Mm -hmm. Charity is beyond man's understanding. 
it be, it's beyond the the normal uh, beyond the, norm, the normal frame of men. Men are not this, the way men right now they are not framed to come into the knowledge of charity. Mm. Amen. Amen. Um, not does not just that alone, right? Charity is beyond angels' realm itself right even all the all the angels they are looking to to understand the charity realm amen because charity in itself when you begin to move into real charity that's when you begin to feel god mm? when you say feel god you begin to move into god's uh god's content amen now all that we have all that we are getting right now is not still fully god it's just still, it's still, it's God still, but it's not full. It's just a bit that God has allowed us to partake and taste. Amen. Amen. You know, as that scripture would say, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. You now, from time to time, God allow us to taste of him. Mm-hmm. Mm? It's taste that we, we are mm-hmm. taking from time to time. And tasting is good. Mm-hmm. Because when we taste it, uh, we can then have a hope. Amen. Mm-hmm. Because if we didn't taste it, uh, we won't see what we are missing. There won't be hope. So God designed a way for us to begin to taste him. Mm-hmm. So then he now brought forth Christ. Amen. Yeah. If anyone would begin to taste God, he must go through Christ. Mm-hmm. He must go through Christ. Christ is the, is the revealer of taste. God's taste, God's, God's, uh, God's, uh, what's that thing that you, you loud? God's uh, announcer, it's not announcer, God's uh, express, expressor. Hmm? Let's use the word, ex- God's expressor, according to Hebrews, right, when he says the, it won't be, God's, it won't be the brightness of his glory, the express image of his person. And God didn't just do it that way. God, God purposely des- God didn't just do it because He just wanted to do it that way. God designed it that way mm-hmm. because that's the only way men can come to Him mm-hmm. to inherit Him. Mm-hmm. Because the way of inheritance is not the way of inheritance is not made known at all. It's not made known. The way of inheritance, inheritance is not even something the way man is will think of naturally. Amen. If you check an average uh, panata every night. You check an average believer, um, not, most believers don't think about inheritance. They don't, most believers have, have no hope of inheritance. Uh, if you just check uh, our daily, day-to-day uh, dealings, our day-to-day work, there is no real um, inheritance in view. Or rather, what has happened is that Satan has sold to us a, a counterfeit inheritance. So what the soul or what the heart of man perceive as inheritance is not really what is designed to be an inheritance. It's not even inheritance in anything. Imagine, imagine uh, Adam thinking he would inherit good. Just think of of it like that. Mm. Imagine Adam in his state 
uh, now began to think that what is what in, his inheritance is is to dominate the earth alone. And when you say dominate, you know that thing has many interpretations, right? Different types with different interpretations of do, uh, do, dominion, right? And the funny thing is, when you when it comes to real dominion, you can't really talk about that if you if you've not be, if you've not started journeying in faith. Dominion is far. What you are, what you are playing with is just a ankipa. Um, just we are simply ankipanki. <laughs> that's that's what we are doing. Um, and the thing of God is real. Is real. When we want to talk about God's things, God's things are real. The spirit, the spirit is real. The spiritual realm is real, mm-hmm. extremely real. There is nothing in there that is. If there is anything that is true, it is, they are spiritual blessings. There's nothing else that is true apart from spiritual blessings. Just that, spiritual blessings are the real thing that we ought to come into. Amen. Amen. So when God is really talking about his, 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 his love, charity, and talking about his own realm, when they begin to find a time, when they begin to talk about their own realm, talk about love realm, that is God. When you talk about that, the moment you begin to move into that, you are beginning to deal with God's things. And God is very, very careful of how he reveals that realm. That is why we needed to be trained. Right? We needed to be trained with Christ. Because Christ is the first taste of God's love that you will see. So they needed to bring forth Christ. So you'll be wondering. So there are so many things that Christ is here to do. So many things that Christ came to do. It, one of it is to make us begin to taste God from him. So God has given us a taste. Okay, taste of charity. Because even in Christ, there is still love realm. Amen. And that love realm is the, is, is the love that, be, that begins to connect the love that is in the most holy place. Amen. Amen. You know, that, so it's not, it's not coincidence at all when everyone began to speak to us about comprehending uh, love. And they began to talk about the comprehending property of the soul. You know, how the, the capacity of the soul when it comes to the ability to comprehend things that is not meant for the natural. Right? What, what men are doing is they are, they are forcing the soul to begin to comprehend the natural thing and, and hold it as its life. And that in itself is, is killing the soul. Amen. Amen. So there are different things heaven has you know, begun to open to us, even in this part of charity. Mm. Right? To know that the soul, no matter how, how, uh, how do I put it, no matter how small or used as you may think a soul is, Every soul is capable of comprehending God's love, of comprehending God. Let me put it that way. Because the soul, the fabric of the soul is actually designed for that because it's eternal. The soul is endless. The soul can expand. It has the capacity to expand as big, as wide as God's love. Amen. So that's when you begin to check the, the quality of the soul in itself. You see that if, if you really, if you check your heart, just check your soul, you see that there is, there is capacity for much more 
than it is doing now because each time you mm. come into God's presence, mm. and there's that see that sense of depth yeah. that is in the heart when you begin to mm. move into God's things. It's as a result of is 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 a way of showing you what the soul is capable of. Amen. Mm. No, I don't know. It's, it's God that designed it that way because that is where that is the environment the soul thrives. When God brings the soul into uh, the spirit, just come, yeah, just taste and let's let's fellowship together. And then the soul, you, know, you see that this, this the soul or the heart begins to search in the spirit, it begins to search. I, you you have a sense of hey, there's so much. I want to be anointed. We are feeling anointed. Ah, there's so much anointing. Oh, there's so much. You know, there's there's so much you you want to dig in. Even though by the time you are done, you notice that it's only tiny. Mm-hmm. You are able to even fetch from there. And then after a while, heaven will begin to just wind down the uh, the axe. Not, not really axe, it's just the feeling. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the soul is not, not naturally trained to to sustain just in that realm like that. Mm-hmm. Because the soul can worry a lot, can think. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Uh, so one of the one of the heals of the soul is that it begins to worry. That worry is thought. It begins to think of so many things that is, it's not supposed to think on. Right? So you, you see Paul, when Paul began to admonish the, the brethren, say, if there's anything that eh, be good, that is true. Mm-hmm. Eh, just paraphrasing quickly, say, say, think on these things. Think on these things. That thinking on these things is not just, oh, okay, I want to think on what is good today. It's really, when you are thinking of these things, it's heaven that brings those things to you. When you are, when in the spirit, heaven begins, brings thought to you that you begin to fellowship and delve into. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So all those things are just the dealings we can see that the soul is capable of. But what God really, really wants the soul to come into is to come into his love. Amen. Amen. It's coming to his love. His love, God's love, is, is not just something we can just start talking. If heaven himself don't bring it. Because no man knows that real. And you can't just study Bible and get there. You can't, you can't study Bible, okay, I've, I've studied Genesis to Revelation, and just get into God's love like that. It's not possible. Because God did not, God did not design you to find his love that way. For you to get into God's love, there are dealings. And the way when I'm when I'm saying love, I will say charity. In my mind, honestly, in my mind, I'm having a sense that the word I'm using self is is not enough to explain it. Charity, love. Why? As I'm saying, love. There's a limitation in my brain trying to think about. You know, there's a cap. There's a cap of love that we understand. Just the way we just understand love. But to think beyond that, it's, it's even hard for my brain. But I know it's beyond that. But what that simply means is that nobody knows charity. You know, nobody, charity has been preached and preached and preached. Love your neighbor as thyself. Show love when you see them. Just make sure you show love to them. That one is just something they just carved out. That is even fine. That one, maybe, maybe charity is in uh, China. 
Eh? That one is when they just, you know, you know something when they bring something, they ship it. They now ship it far to Australia. Are they close? I know Australia is far. Australia is very far. And that's a kind, that's a kind of definition of love that men know. Even the original definition of love that man know has been decreased. If you want to know what men really know, then we have to journey back to Adam and then begin now ask him, Adam, what do you know about charity? Then he'll be able to tell you what charity is in his degree. Why do I say so? Because what Adam was designed to learn in that garden was actually charity. It's charity. It was not designed to just sit down because those fruit that we that are supposed to eat from the tree of life is actually charity fruit. After the learning of charity, then you begin to eat it. That's just I'm just I'm saying this just to show us how far charity is. Charity is not something that has actually been brought to knowledge. It was totally kept in God's realm. So imagine what Adam knew. Adam didn't know charity to the degree of charity. He knows God come talk, but Adam did not know charity in its degree. What Adam knew is a form that he just began to learn. So that, you know, Adam did not eat any fruit from the, from the tree of life. That's, that means, that's to tell us that he has not even journeyed to the end of the first fruit. So that means his understanding or his comprehension of charity is still distant. There's a gap, huge gap in understanding charity. And if we come to understand this charity, it's not something... Don't, don't think you, you want to come into charity and you understand charity is... Oh, charity is how to remove a bulb and give it to someone as a gift. Hmm? There's a way we can attribute charity to an expression of, how do I put it, just an expression of uh, gift. You know, there's a way people, you know, I give gift, I give that, okay, you come. Ah, are you hungry? Come and take food. That's not, you won't get charity like that. Charity is not something you, you can just do like that. Charity is something you inherit. Char- when you talk about charity, you are talking about divine nature. Amen. And divine nature is not something that uh, we all have like that. But you know, Peter was telling us that we might be partakers of divine nature. So divine nature is really, when you talk about divine nature, that is the ultimate nature. And that nature is God kind of nature, right? So when you talk about divine nature, that's charity. Because when you say divine, is when you say divine, is divinity, is godly, is God. So when you say divine nature, is means it just means it's God nature. So there's still a gap between God and man, a huge gap. But that's where we are all journey into. Amen. Amen. So I'm just going to read. Uh, first Corinthians, where I've been reading. It's hot. Can you turn off the thing, please? Is it cold? It's hot, Abby. Mm-hmm. 
Amen. So, but covet earnestly the best gift, yet show, show I unto you a more excellent way. So, which means this is why the way of charity needs to be revealed. See, I show and yet show I unto you a more excellent way. So, there's an excellent way which is not known. This excellent way must be made known. Amen. Then Paul began to talk, Do I speak with tongues of men and of angels and have no charity? I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. So though, and though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. Amen. Uh, you know, the way he's, he's talking here is not as if, no, mystery. Or knowledge is something a man can just know. Said, though I understand all mysteries. Because when you talk about mystery, God is the definition of mystery. Mm? It is mystery. God is the definition of mystery. Like they began to explain to us earlier that God is, is in thick darkness. Thick, 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 thick darkness. That doesn't mean God is dark. It just means God is beyond reach. You can't just, he's hidden. You need to find him. Eh? You need a kind of light. You need a kind of, you need his kind of light to find him. Amen. And understand all mysteries, right? But God, what God did is God began to bring forth mysteries. For us to learn. Amen. So from his mystery, who is the mystery? Hmm? His mystery. What did, he be- what did he begin to do? He began to unveil mysteries. Do you know that the, the first level of mystery being unveiled, unveiled is one that we all of us don't pay attention to? Hmm? You'll be wondering why, ah, which, which one is that? It's as simple as just speaking in tongue. Because mm. mm. mm? if we open Romans, let's open Romans chapter 8. Can you read from verse 20 actually? Romans 8 from verse 20. Mm-hmm. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly, but by reason of him which mm-hmm. had subjected the same in hope. hope. Because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption mm-hmm. into the glorious liberty of the children, children of God. For we know that the whole creation groaneth and travaileth in pain together until now mm. and not only they but ourselves also which have the first fruits Good. of the spirit mm-hmm. even we ourselves grown within ourselves waiting for the adoption to with the redemption of our body for we are saved by hope mm. but hope that the sin is not hope for what a man seeth why doth he yet hope for but if we hope for that we see not 
then do we with patience wait for it. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities, but we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit itself maketh intercession Hold on. for us. Actually, go back to verse 14 and 15. 14 and 15. Mm -hmm. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. They are the sons of God. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons, sons of, of God. God. Uh, one of the reasons for leading is to actually lead you in what you don't know, which is mysteries. Amen. Amen. You see where mystery, the demystifying of mystery begins is when you began to be, uh, to be led. When you have been led by the Spirit, you move into the dealings of mystery. Amen. Amen. Because the way, the, way of, the way of the Spirit is not known. The reason why we move into that is because there is a problem in the soul. And that problem is also mysterious. Amen. Amen. The soul likes the soul. Say like the soul, the soul is a mystery. It's in itself. The soul is a mystery element. It's a mystery property. So the soul deals with mysteries. That's why anything you feed it has to be a mystery. But the soul has a tool to understand the mystery. Amen. Uh, everything the soul learns, the end of it is mystery. Why do I say so? Why? When it becomes mystery is when that thing becomes hidden in the heart. Why? If it's not a mystery, then we need a tool to search it. Mystery means it's hidden. It is not known. It is not revealed. So, even though the way by which it comes is by knowing, but it ends in what? In mystery. It ends in what? Mystery. In mystery. So, the moment it becomes mystery, then it has become something. It has become love. The moment it becomes a mystery, it has become love. Well, you don't need to relearn it again. You don't need to redo it. It has become a treasure in the heart. It has become an inheritance in the heart. Amen. So one of the reasons for introducing us to the Spirit is for the operation of the demystifying mystery. To demystify the mystery that is going on in the heart. Amen. What is this mystery that is going on in the heart? Hmm? Who can tell us? Amen. Amen. Nobody wants to talk. Mm? 
Nobody wants to talk. Ah, if you want to start this night, have you? It's alright. It's alright. Nobody. Uh -huh. So you are not with me. Amen. Amen. You are not with me. Nobody, nobody wants to tell us. Talk now. Okay, fine. Everybody, open Second Thessalonians chapter. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Verse 7. All of you are laughing, I mean. So, no. Eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Amen. God day. Amen. Let's can all please help me read Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 5 to 7. Mm -hmm. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. Mm -hmm. And now ye know what we told it, that he might be revealed in this time. Mm -hmm. You see? So I know, now ye know what we told it, that he might be revealed mm -hmm. in his time. Mm -hmm. Who is being revealed? Mm -hmm. So remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. I know that Paul began to admonish the Thessalonians mm -hmm. regarding the last days. Right? Mm -hmm. So if I read from verse 1, he said, Now beseech you, beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, and by our gathering together unto him, that ye be not soon shaken in mind, or be troubled, neither by spirit nor by word. Not by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. So let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed. The son of perdition, who opposed and exalted himself above all that is called God, that all that is worshipped, so that he as God, Seated in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. So and now ye know what we told that, that he might be revealed in his time. Said, now said one thing, verse, uh, verse 7. Say, For the mystery of iniquity doth already walk. Only he who now let it will let until he be taken out of the way. So you can see that iniquity in itself is a mystery. Iniquity is a mystery. So which means iniquity itself is actually journey to the iniquity of love. Hmm? So this is, a, this is a love that is iniquity. 
the moment see when you cut your once once you cut your, yourself out of God, mm-hmm. what you, you you go into the extreme. You can't just be on the fence. So God is love. The moment you go outside his domain, his boundary, what happens? Where God can't reach, it means his love can't reach there. You know God's love flows throughout all his dominion. Everywhere God is dominating, there is an expression of his love. So when you think, when you look at the list of angels, so blessed Lord, he is work in all places of his dominion. Those ones, they also express a kind of love when it comes to God. So when God even made Adam, eh, it was also an expression of God's love. Eh? That is why angels can say, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of your glory. What do you think generates that kind of worship? It's love. Is is love that could generate that kind of? If you and I look at the earth now, will you say the earth, the whole earth is full of God's glory? Uh, no, Mm-mm. that's to tell you they they are, they are using a different sight. Hmm? There, there's God's glory, like this, on just on the natural earth, like this. Glory is there, but to a soul, it, the soul can't pick it, can't see it. But what is the soul instead of? The soul, what is it doing? It's not chasing after the glory that that faded. Hmm? Mm-hmm. It has his glory. The glory God gave those things. Mm-hmm. Eh? They have their own glory. Mm-hmm. But the funny thing is, man has even fallen beyond the normal glory of the earth. He has fallen beyond it. Mm-hmm. Hmm? That is why all flesh is grass. Mm-hmm. And, and all the glory of the flower. Hmm? And the glory is as of what? And the glory of man is as, of the, is as the flower of the grass. <laughs> then what happened? He fallen away. He's here today and gone tomorrow. That means it doesn't last. That's the glory that man is now chasing, chasing, chasing. And the reason why man is able to do that is because there is a work in his heart. It's called iniquity. It's a mystery. It's a what? It's a mystery. So sin in itself is a mystery. He said, the, the, verse 7, for the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Amen. So sin is a mystery. That is why you need a mystery too to begin to untie sin's mystery. Hmm? That's why God had to create revelation. That's why, that's why you need revelation. Mm. Revelation is actually a tool to cure that problem. Don't think carnally. Don't think carnally. Don't think carnally. Mm. Amen. Mm. Revelation is an unveiling tool. Right? Mm. So as revelation is bringing the knowledge of Christ, what it's also doing is untying iniquity in the heart. Amen. Because the moment something has journeyed to mystery, it has become sealed in the heart. It is hidden. They will need to begin to find it. That is why once in a while will just spring up and they will, ah, you are here. It's a mystery. It's a mystery. Amen. 
So what happens? Then they give us, according to Romans 8, right? So for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. For ye have not received the spirit of bondage, again to fear, but ye have received the spirit of adoption, whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Said so the Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God, and if children, then heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. So if I reckon that the suffering of this present time, you know, and I began to talk about the suffering of the, you know, the present time, mm-hmm. I mean, it's not, uh, not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us for the earnest expectation of the creature, whether for the manifestation of the sons of God, for the creature was made subject to vanity, and then took, started talking about um, that aspect. Amen. Amen. Now, if I jump to verse 27, uh, uh, actually, I'll jump to verse 24. And let's read. Please let me read there and let's continue from there. For we are saved by hope. Mm-hmm. But hope that is seen is not hope. Okay. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? Mm-hmm. But if we hope for that which we see not, then do we with patience wait, wait for, for it. it. Mm-hmm. Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. You see? Now, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. So the Spirit begins to help our infirmities. With what? For we know not what we ought, we should pray for as we ought. Mm-hmm. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us. With groanings which cannot be uttered. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Mm-hmm. And he that searcheth the hearts knoweth what is the mind of the Spirit, mm-hmm. because he maketh intercession for the saints according to the will of according God. According to the will of God, amen. So, what I'm trying to bring out here, you see this. Make it intercession for us with grounds which cannot be uttered is also a speaking of mystery. Mm. That's the, the dealing of mystery. Mystery begins mm. to be dealt with. Mm-hmm. Amen. But it is actually mystery for mystery. What you are living, you are living a mystery so that you can pick up another mystery. Amen. Mm. Why? Because when you pick up another mystery, you will learn that mystery. By knowledge, so that you can journey into the mystery. Amen? Amen. Then let's, uh, to, to, uh, to now balance this, let's go back to Corinthians, 1 Corinthians. Mm. Amen. We'll go back to 13, but, but, but let's go to chapter. Chapter 14, verse 2. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, okay. speaketh not unto men, but, but unto, unto God. God. For no man understandeth mm-hmm. him. Howbeit in the spirit he speaketh mysteries. Mm-hmm. Howbeit in the spirit. He speaketh mysteries. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue, hmm? speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him. Habit in the spirit, he speaketh mysteries. mysteries. Now, I'm, I'm referencing this here 
uh, because when you talk about someone speaking an unknown tongue, means you're talking about the uh, the gift of tongues, mm. right? Uh, when a man begins to come, begins to speak in tongue, uh, you don't just get there by oh, I'm speaking in tongues today. No, you have to be what baptized. Amen. Mm. So you have to be baptized in the spirit so that you are filled with the spirit. Mm. So you know you can see that one of the reasons for baptism is actually enable you to begin to be dealing with mysteries. Right? So you, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit that you begin to speak in an unknown tongue. Amen. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, when you are speaking in tongue, you deal with mysteries. You know, I, I know we, we mentioned this, we talked about it a while, but you deal with what? With mysteries. So, and this kind, when you begin to speak in tongue, you notice that this is what comes when you come into the initial dealing of the Holy Ghost. Amen. But the mystery doesn't end there. You begin to deal with mysteries. Which means even the the dealing of the Holy Ghost is a mystery dealing. Hmm? So when you're talking about tongues, interpretation, you're talking about all the gifts of the Spirit that comes with the earnest of the Spirit. According to Ephesians chapter 1, right? Since uh, after you receive the, you the gospel of your salvation, you are sealed with the Holy, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise, which is the earnest of the, of your inheritance, mm-hmm. right? So that dealing is a dealing of mysteries too. Mm-hmm. How? Imagine you you come into that and you are using faith. Faith is a mystery thing. Yes. Faith yeah. faith in itself is also a mystery too. Mm-hmm. It's a mystery. Why? Yeah. You believe what you don't see. You can see that it's actually mystery training. Yes. So it will take mystery mm-hmm. to unwind mystery. Mm-hmm. It will take mystery to unwind a mystery. So the mystery they are unwinding is iniquity. Mm-hmm. Iniquity has its own faults too. Mm-hmm. Just as there is the manifold wisdom of God. Like we mentioned, iniquity also has its own fold. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Each baptism deals with some level of iniquity in the heart. And what I'm just seeing here is those ability to do with mysteries actually a love operation. Mm-hmm. It's a love operation. Amen. Mm-hmm. So you begin to deal with mysteries and mysteries. Then you now notice that as you are dealing with Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost is beginning to move you into mysteries. Mm-hmm. You begin to learn mystery. You notice that you also you are dealing. You are mysterious. That's when people will be thinking you are weird. You know a a, a, a newborn gay Christian that is speaking in tongues, doing all those things. People think they are weird. Mm. Ah, that person weird. You know, speaking. Even you don't speak in tongues, but hmm, I perceive something in my spirit. What are you? Mm. You see, you begin in all those things. You are dealing with realms you don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm? You're dealing with places you don't know. So there are still mystery dealings. Amen. Amen. God is too wise. So which means God kept our, God, I don't even know how to explain it. You know, it's like, it's the strain of the soul. God knows the soul well. So you know, you know, like mystery. Because it's also a way of saving things inside the soul. Mm. Mystery is also a way of saving mm. in the soul. It's, those are all the properties of a living soul. If you're a living soul, you're a mystery. Because what is kept in the soul are mysteries, which the soul interprets for life. 
Amen. Amen. I'll just speed up quickly so I can round up. Amen. Amen. So we begin to deal in the Holy Ghost dimension. We begin to deal with mysteries. You know, speak in tongue, pray. You begin to, uh, you know, speak by faith. I believe uh, I will come to school today. Somebody would drive me to school, and then as you are walking on the street, somebody picked you up. You know, you see, you are dealing with mystery things. Amen. Then what begins to happen? You are baptized in that, and then. As you begin to be faithful and you are joining, then you moved into a higher mystery. And each mystery has what they can deal with in the heart. So that baptism of love that brings you into the mystery of the Holy Ghost can deal with little, little things. Like don't lie again. Don't There's some level of covetousness it can wash. Mm, that doesn't mean it can wash all covetous. There's some level of envy mm. it can wash, but it will wash all envy. Mm. Mm? There's some level of uh, what else? You know, there's some level of conscience it washes. Mm. Eh? Mm-hmm. But some level of conscience won't be washed. Mm. But just to some degree, it can wash us. Okay, don't lie. Okay. Because even all those don't lie, don't do this, be faithful, unbelievers still can do it to some degree. So it's still a realm that is well known both to believers and unbelievers. However, it is of a higher degree. Why? No unbeliever is the same as a believer. Just, it's just plain straight. You are an unbeliever, you are not the same. Why? Because you don't have a recreated spirit. If you don't have it, then you can't, you can't categorize yourself with someone that has it. It's, so if you're looking for, you know, everybody say, oh, these people are good, that people are good. Ah, but he's a rich man that helps everybody. He has a good heart. Okay, thank you. He's a good heart, Abby. But there's, there's a problem. His spirit is not recreated. And if that is not there, forget it. You're not the same. Hmm? But a poor, very wretched unbeliever is richer than such a rich man. Why? As long as your spirit is not recreated, you're not, you're not, you're not okay. No matter how good you are, you are not. Amen. Amen. Because you won't even understand the, the, the height of the deception of your own heart. So then what happens? Then as you are learning that, and, what, and some watching that happens, then you begin to move into the fate of the sun. And the dealings of the fate of the sun is different from the dealings of the realm of the Holy Ghost. It's still all Holy Ghost, but Holy Ghost begin to morph. Then what happens? Holy Ghost turn into the Lord. So when the Holy Ghost is turning into the Lord, which is the beginning of the learning of the fate of the sun, then it begins to introduce you into a higher mystery. Amen. Now, once a higher mystery, it gives you access into wisdom, then wisdom and understanding, which begins to put together, eh? give you sight, put together understanding in the scripture to give you understanding of the mystery of Christ. Amen. I'll just quickly read Ephesians chapter 3. Amen. 
I read verse. Uh, okay, they are all there in many ways. I read from verse 2 actually. So if ye heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, which is given me to you, Lord, how that by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. You see? How by revelation he made known unto me the mystery. So Paul too came into a revelation, which means he began to receive Christ. No, don't, don't forget, I think it was in Galatians, it says, when he pleased the Father to reveal the Son in me. So that revealing Son in me basically means he would reveal the Son to him and then through him begin to reveal the Son. Amen. Why? Because it will come into the learning of the faith so he can teach it and show it to others. Amen. As I wrote a four in few words, whereby when you read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. I love how they are putting knowledge together with mystery. Right? Because but it, when you, every knowledge ends in mystery, just like I said earlier, right? My knowledge in the mystery. Why? When you are journeying backward from mystery, what you encounter is knowledge. Right? You journey backward is knowledge. Because you, the tool you need to seal mystery is knowledge. Hmm? So when mystery, when knowledge is given, you have access to demystify the mystery. Right? So knowledge is given so that you can understand the mystery. So that's so now see the reason for ex, uh, exposing us to the spirit, to the seventh spirit, by wisdom and understanding, counsel and mind, then understanding and of the f- make of, of a quick understanding. Hmm? And of the fear of the Lord. Mm? Knowledge. So knowledge is, is core. And we've said earlier that knowledge also journeys into fear. Right? And when you begin to deal with knowledge, knowledge has an ability to end in love. And, that's, and when you just seen the two, that mystery there, there's also a mystery of Christ. Amen? which the access to it is by knowledge, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ by the gospel. Wherefore, I am made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power, Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. So, you see, this unsearchable riches is also the mystery of Christ. That I should preach among the Gentiles the mysteries of Christ. So, when you talk about mysteries, you are still talking about riches. So the unsearchable riches of Christ. So the mystery of God is the unsearchable riches of God. So mystery are riches. Amen. So let me just quickly you know, move forward so I can round up. 
Amen. So you can see clearly that mysteries is God. God kept His wisdom in mysteries. Because if you read further, we'll see uh, how Paul also mentioned uh, him gaining access into the manifold wisdom of God. Uh, is verse verse ten. He said to the intent that now unto the principalities and power in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Amen. Mm-hmm. So like I said, iniquity is in fold. The light of God is also in folds. Amen. So then God began, now begins to unveil mysteries. Then the access into mystery is knowledge. Mm-hmm. Mm? So when you gain knowledge, you move, you learn the mystery. Amen. So you now notice that in chapter, First Corinthians chapter 13, said verse 2, And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge. You now notice that it's also journeying the same way. Mystery, knowledge. Hmm? Understand all knowledge. This all mystery and all knowledge here is not the same as the knowledge of charity. Because he's saying, if I know all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains and have not charity. So he's trying to tell us that there is another mystery which will have a knowledge that is higher than all this one he has learned. Amen. I say, and have not charity. That means I don't have love. I don't have charity. That means I don't have a knowledge of charity. Amen. I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, I have no, and have not charity, it profited me nothing. Hmm? How many of us can give our body to be burned? <laughs> when they say they should believe I'll, I'll just pick Chris and run eh? they want to bomb me I'll run eh? I mean I was I said, even though I give my body I bestow all my goods to feed the poor I know most of us can bestow some of our goods to feed the poor eh? but when you say bestow all it's as simple as this give all you have and become homeless Hmm? Carry an homeless man and just put him, put him in your house and leave, and you go on the street. That's another level of love. But Paul said, even though I enter this one, I can still not have charity. But if you check it, our understanding, men's understanding, has been arranged around all these activities as love. But Paul began to yes. actually open the sight of the Corinthians mm. that hmm, see all these things. You can do it. Or it's still a measure of love in some way. But there's another one called charity. Mm. And this one is different. This one is God's realm. You have to journey there. You have to journey beyond where you are right now. Because mm. you notice he's talking to them because they are the same people he called babes. Yeah. Right? He said you people have to journey out of here and begin to learn something. But, and here is the limitation. You can't learn God's mystery if you don't learn faith. It's impossible. 
Why? Because charity can only come out of a pure heart. So charity is not something you can just ah take. You can't you can't you can't learn how to do it. You have to journey into it and become it. It's a stature that no one has seen. The only person that has seen that stature is Christ. No one had seen the Father. But the Son, the only begotten word is in his bosom, had declared him. Amen. I'm, I'm trying today. Ah, thank God. I'll soon end. I just read this and that's it. So, and that's said in verse 5. Verse 4. It said, Charity suffered long. And I began to talk about charity properties and is kind. Charity envied not. Charity vaunted not itself. Is not puffed up. Hmm? You know, notice this, this puffed up thing that we were saying earlier. You notice we mentioned when, when the soul begins to come into knowledge, it begins to puff. So, Paul is now beginning to say this. See, when you journey into this realm, they've, they've, they, you know, there's been enough mystery to deal with yes. the iniquity in the heart yes, to make the soul not puff. Hmm? Does not puff, does not, have, does not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not our own. See all these things that they are, they are defining. Mm? Each of us, let us just be picking your own. Mm. As you are reading it, because you know, not to some degree, you will be thinking, "Oh, I still don't, I, don't, I still don't uh, uh, think of my own. Uh, I seek, I seek not my own." But inside the heart, you know, some little, little truth when it begins to flow, you now notice that somewhere I still seek my own. Yes. Why? Is not easily provoked. Thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity. Hmm? See that rejoiceth not in iniquity. God is having everybody. Yes, No, some evil brethren. Hmm? They they rejoice in iniquity. What this iniquity means? You know, there's there is a way. You know, let God let God judge that brother. Hmm? See this one. God will judge. Not they are not saying God will judge you, but in the heart they are saying God will judge this brother. Just because maybe this brother offended me. Yeah. You. God is coming for you. Mm-hmm. Hmm? So, but rejoiceth not, but rejoiceth in the truth. Say, so, beareth all things, believeth all things, openeth all things, endureth all things. These are properties that can only be established in the heart. When the heart is purified thoroughly, all these, all these things that I'm mentioning are things we begin to come into. So you can ask the reason for faith. For the end of all commandment is charity. Out of a pure heart. And of faith unfeigned. So you have to do faith, faith, faith. Until it becomes unfeigned. And then charity cannot begin to flow. So we cannot see how far charity is. Amen. Charity never faileth. But whether there be prophecy, they shall fail. Whether... there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part and prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I speak as a child, I understood as a child. I, I, 
I taught as a child, but when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass, darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know, even all as also I am known. And now abide it, faith, hope, charity. These three, but the greatest of these is charity. You see what abide it. You notice that everything he was saying before this are things that don't abide. So when he's saying prophecy shall fail, all these things shall fail, he's just saying that there are things you'll come into, natures you'll come into that can still fall. They are failing. But when you begin to move into a different dealings of mystery, you begin to deal with faith, hope, and charity. See this dimension, those ones don't fail. Why? Because they abide. That's why he said, now abided faith. So when, you begin to, when we begin to learn the dealings of faith, which is teaching us a higher mystery, you notice that we are learning something that abides. They are beginning to give us abiding properties. Because you notice before, a man that is, has learned faith is a spiritual man. And a spiritual man is a man that sees those things that are eternal. Not a man that is carnal, that still look on things that fade. So you now notice that the dealing of faith is actually to elevate man above those things that fade. So that you can come into things that can abide. So in, inside those things that can abide, some of them have strength higher. Faith will end in hope because you hope for Christ, hope of glory, Christ in you. So hope of God, Christ in you, the hope of glory, right? Those are still abiding realm, right? Because that one can keep you now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. Amen. Mm-hmm. Said, and I said, out of these three, but the greatest of these is charity. So out of these abiding dimensions, you can have the, the highest abiding strength, which is charity. Then Paul now began to encourage them. Now said, follow after charity. Follow after charity. You may follow, you may follow others. If you don't follow after charity, you will still end in things that fail. Hmm? But charity is never going to fail. Charity never fail. Never fail it. Amen. Why? Because you can't come into God and fail. Never. At that, at that point, you are unturnable. Yes. You, you would have inherited eternal life. It's a life that can never turn. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, all these things, you can see why mystery is needed. Charity is a mystery which must be unveiled. And that is why the way must be revealed so that it can be made known. Amen. Praise the Lord. And this way I'll put a pen to it tonight. Anybody have any question? Amen. No question. I'm happy tonight. Mm-hmm. I'm able to I'm able to keep the time.
Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, without any question, uh, let's just begin to thank God for tonight. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. We thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your grace. Masiliana, Aparanote, Empresia, 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 Peselina Mosetia, Embragatalina, Embragatalina, Hansetini Masiliata, Benzolita, Ebracata, Ebraskene Mosita, Ezata, 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 Gumperina Nosta, Gumperina Nosta, Emma Seta, Emma Seta, Emma Seta, Emma Seta, Emma Seta, Levene Moshita, Embra Gatalina, Efrata, Efrata, Faramasia, Ebrata, Ebrata, Ebrata. And let us begin to pray tonight that everyone will begin to bless us with knowledge, are able to begin to come into the knowledge of the mystery of love. Uh, because what heaven is making known to us now is charity. They are defining charity. So we can begin to learn it. We can begin to pray that heaven will give us access into the knowledge of charity. The access will be given into charity. That we begin to learn the mystery. Because knowledge is the tool for to understand mystery. So we begin to pray that knowledge will be increased. The knowledge of charity will increase and abound in us. In the mighty name of Jesus. Eparina Nastia. Ephesolia, Empata, Empata, Fenemezori Nakaya, Ebrata, 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 Zanimakaria, E Salima, E Salanda, Empraveden Oshima, Fan Salima, Setelebata, Emprasta, Emprasta, Temaselina, Emprakata Lemakata, Emaselia, Emaselia, E Santa, E Santa. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I really, Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. We thank you for what you are doing in our midst. We say, be there, we have a Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, we pray. As you begin to teach us, we ask, Father, concerning your charity, that's that you bring increase in understanding concerning your love in the name of Jesus. We ask, Father, that you will bring our way the grace and capacity for to begin to comprehend charity through your knowledge in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we know that no man can approach you, no man can approach these things. It is by your will, it is by your grace that you unveil these things. Father, these things are not things we can just learn by ourselves, but these are things that we come to by inheritance in our heart. We ask for grace to journey more into your inheritance, that you will supply it into our heart in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we need grace, much grace, even to come into the knowledge of your love. That's for increase in grace. But I increase grace upon us in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, make the way known to us. For you, you, you've said it in your word. For the way of charity, the way uh, must be made known. We ask, Father, that the knowledge of your way to charity will increase around us in the name of Jesus. Father, let every heart be baptized into the knowledge of your love in the name of Jesus. Because love is a baptism that we must come into. 
Father, we ask, Lord, that you will grace our heart to come more and more into the baptism of your Lord. That we might come into the inheritance of charity in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, because you have answered our prayer. Thank you because you have blessed us tonight. Father, we do not take this for granted. Father, be thou exalted, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth. You dwells between the cherubim, shine forth.